Welcome to the Single Well Podcast. My name is Dr. Mila and I am a family doctor turned wellness transformation coach. I created the Single Well for Christian single women and moms who want to learn how to simply incorporate wellness practices into their daily lives. After having a baby, getting divorced, and years of struggling with weight gain and declining health, I went searching for a natural weight loss solution. But instead, I discovered that true health was found in leveraging my spiritual, physical, mental, emotional, and relational wellness. Listen in to gain the tools and mindset to start developing your own unique wellness strategy. Let's do this. Please note, the information shared on the Single Well Podcast is meant for informational purposes only and is not meant to replace the advice of your personal physician or healthcare practitioner. Please consult your personal medical professional before embarking on or implementing anything discussed on the podcast. You are listening to Pivot and Bloom, where you will be empowered to change your mindset, flourish in your body, and fully engage in your own wellness revolution. I am your host, Camila Marie MD. The content shared in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as medical advice. Be sure to always consult with your physician on any and all of your personal health matters. you for joining me again. Um, I am currently in a series. If you've been listening, it's wonderful. Um, I'm in a series about my career pivot. Um, it's so funny how um, God works. I had, you know, developed this podcast um, last June, June of 2020, in the middle of the pandemic. And here we are um, coming around to June of 2021, and I'm actually pivoting myself and the podcast, so more to come on that. Um, but I wanted to kind of round out this first year um, talking about this pivot and what went into it and the different components of it, because they were all um, important. Um, but, you know, things that we don't generally think about, at least I didn't think about before I made the pivot. So, um, you know, uh, earlier this year, I made the decision to um, leave my full-time position in family medicine and pursue entrepreneurship and other endeavors full-time, things that align more with my purpose. And um, I really thought (laughs) I knew what obedience was and what went into it prior to that, but I really, really didn't fully understand um, what that meant until I had to go through this process. And so I wanted to bring you just um, some some things I went through and, and what I'm continuing to, to go through in, in this highest level of obedience I've ever achieved. Um, so when we hear the word obedience, 
uh, we think about marriage, at least I do, um, in, in when people say their vows to love, honor, and obey. And it's gotten so far as to some people take that out of their voting vows and don't want to say it. Or you see them on people on TV getting married and they joke about that, that word or that passage in their vows. And, you know, that's just submitting and obeying another human being. Um, it, it's, there's a lot deeper sentiment to it than what's often, um, given, you know, in, in the moment, but there's a lot more to that, but that's just, you know, with your spouse, another human being. But what happens when we fully submit to God? Um, the word obedience actually means submission to another's authority. Um, in the Christian circles, you may say it's hearing God's word and acting accordingly. Um, and so there's all of these components that come together, right? You, um, if you've ever um, tried to obey anyone or anything, um, sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's not. But typically, typically it's for your own good. Now, of course, there's all kinds of caveats to that. But typically, someone is is requesting or telling you to do something because they really feel that it's something you should do um, in, in, in your own best interest or possibly in their own best interest. But either way, there's there's a reason behind why they're asking you to obey. And and God wants us to obey him for several reasons. Um, But, you know, in my own personal life, I um, thought I was obedient in a lot of ways. You know, um, I was, uh, you know, a physician, of course, and had gone through medical school. And I started saying I wanted to be a doctor when I was four. And I followed that path. And even when it got tough, I continued through it. And my family pushed me and said, you know, this is what you're meant to do. And you know, and I just, I just did it, right? I, I went through, I worked for um, basically 18 years from the time I graduated from medical school. But um, if you're not familiar with the medical education process, there is a period of time that you have to train. So you train for three years after medical school, and then you're out in practice. That means you have your own patients and you're kind of in charge, so to speak, of your patient panel. And um, when I did that, that was in 2006. So as of 2021, um, I have been out in practice for 15 years. Um, Essentially, technically, that would be July 1st of 2021, but didn't quite make it that far. (laughs) So I'm still working, just not in that sense. Um, And, uh, you know, I'm using my skills, I'm doing all of that, but just not um, the outpatient family medicine track at this time. but it you know if you would have asked me probably 5 10 years ago definitely 10 years ago i would have said that my purpose was being a, a doctor that the purpose that god gave me was to become a physician um and to help people heal and to give people medications and do those all those things that we do as doctors um because there there is a a servant servitude to that there is a helping aspect to that most doctors go into medicine to help other people um and so that that's all there right that's that's it you know you're a doctor you just continue doing that but what i found was that there was all these other things that i discovered that i could do and wanted to do and loved doing um just as much if not more than medic- medicine and, um, you know, I, I didn't fully realize this at first. Um, there was a period of time, and I talk about this in my weight journey, I think, if you go back to the weight journey episode, but there was a period of time in my life when um, 
I was dating my son's father um, back in like 2008 or nine. And um, I was really um, lost in a lot of ways, even though I had the career, I had the um the the relationship that you know that I wanted I had all these things going on we were planning our our lives together at that point kind of deciding how we would live our lives out and I just felt um unfulfilled and it, it didn't have much to do with him it was just that I felt like you know I just wasn't happy with anything so you know I was working and I was I was happy to be working but it wasn't what I thought it would be and so there was a point where I was making jewelry, which I love doing, and that actually gave me a lot of joy and contentment, but I still just didn't quite feel settled. Um, didn't want to sell it, didn't want to do any of that. Um, and I was, you know, just doing all kinds of stuff like that, trying to figure things out. A lot of what I leaned on at the time was food. So that kind of led to the weight journey that led to all of my, um, a lot of my passion and my story here on Pivot and Bloom. But Um, you know, I just didn't quite know what I wanted to do and I felt like there should be more. Um, but the, the problem I would say was that I wasn't leaning into God like I could have been at the time. And because of that, I just didn't have anything to grasp onto. You know, I grew up in church. I grew up reading the Bible. I grew up with a solid foundation in Christ, but I just was not going back to that. I wasn't going back to the well, so to speak. And so, Um, I was just very, had a very tough time figuring out what it was I wanted to do, you know, a progress to getting married. I had a baby. And I mean, I would say largely that that feeling was still there, that I just felt like there was more that I should be doing. And so um, one of my favorite Bible verses is um, delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And when I first heard that or, you know, over the years, as I heard that, I always thought that meant you know, that he will give you what you want. He will give you those things that you've prayed for. And really, um, you know, when you really get into it and you start to do a lot of spiritual formation, you realize that it means that when you are aligned, when you understand um, what God wants out of your life, when you truly know your purpose, when you're truly um, walking in that, um, then God has given you the desires of your heart because you've aligned yourself with him. And so he's given you the, the things to desire, so to speak. And so, um, I have seen that, you know, happen in real time, um, over these past few years, as I started to heal my body and started to really want to help others heal theirs as well, along with, um, just finding wellness and finding ways to, in all areas of our lives, to just be better and be and be well. Um, and so, um, you know, it's funny, you think about like this path that we're all on. And um, me and my mom the other day were talking about MapQuest. Do you remember MapQuest when <laughs> in the early 2000s, you know, we had to, you know, type in and this was like high tech, you know, this was high tech stuff that you typed in where you wanted to go and it would give you a printout of um, where you want to go. And I think it might give you like some alternatives if you click the box for alternatives, alternative routes. But as you you know, if you were (laughs) driving at that time, if you, if you didn't quite know where you were going, it was helpful. 
But if you got there and there was a roadblock or there was any type of change in the um, direction, you were just kind of like, oh, now I have to figure this out. And I, I thought it was, we were laughing about it because it was so funny that we, you know, successfully navigated a lot of places with just that. And now we have these like robust GPS systems. You don't even need them in the car anymore. Those are antiquated. Now we are all using our phones for that and so forth. But it got me thinking about God and the path that he lays out for us and how he goes along with us on the path, lays out the path clears the way of any blockages or anything that might get in our way. And he knows what's ahead. So there's all these things that he can do, you know, on the path that he lays out for us. He knows where he's sending us. He knows what's going to happen before we get there. He knows how we're going to respond and how we're going to, you know, act in certain situations. And we do have some free will, but, you know, we, he knows ahead of time all of that. He knows everything that's going to go, go on. And so in that sense, you know, MapQuest was great, but it didn't give us a living, active guide, um, whereas God's word does. So if we are on this path to it, whatever your purpose is, you know, um, you have a living word to refer to, to know which way to go, to know um, what decisions to make, um, to know how to discern different things. Um, and that just is amazing to me. Um, every time I open the Bible, look at any scripture, um, you know, it just settles differently in my soul. You know, every time I read it, I, mean, I, I read the Bible every year with my best friends. Um, and every time we go through, we just find things that we've never noticed or never seen before. It's just never repetitive. Um, and it's so amazing that it can be applied to any and every situation, um, you know, as long as you're willing to to do the work and look into it. And so um, I really came face to face with <laughs> obedience um, the weekend before I resigned um, from my job. And, um, you know, there was a lot, there was a lot that went on, um, with that, that I had to decide about and had to think about and had to really, um, um, that things that really went into that decision. So there was just so much. Um, and one day I'll probably tell that story, but there was just a lot that went into the decision. Um, but when it came down to it, I had decided like, yes, this is, this is what I need to do. I'm going to resign soon. I just don't know how and when and all of that. And so, it was this random weekend at the end of January, um, and I had um, been thinking about it, but just was, you know, all of the things that you can think of, all of those concerns about benefits and insurance and, you know, providing for my little family with my son and being able to um, sustain our lives and being able to decide what was next, Um you know, did I want to go somewhere else and do the same thing? Did I want to build my own thing? Did I want to take a break? Did I want, I mean, there was just all these questions and um, those are all worldly things, right? You know, definitely things that are important and things we need to think about, but they're all worldly things. So my women's pastor, my friend Born Jewel, <laughs> wrote her first um, pastoral newsletter and it happened to come out that weekend and I read it and it was all about um, relying on God and not relying on ourselves 
in in um um in relation to leaving a job um and at the time we hadn't talked about this or this decision um and it just floored me. I could not believe that God spoke to me in such a direct way. And I often say, and I know a lot of people say this, but, you know, God will speak to you through people he knows you'll listen to. And those aren't always godly people. They're not always, you know, someone from your church. They're not always somebody you're close to. I mean, it's amazing the way that he will get um, a message through to you when you need it. And so I read through her um, newsletter. It was phenomenal, of course. And it had a lot of reference to self-reliance versus relying on God. And that was what I was struggling with, was really trying to figure out how all of these pieces would fit together if I left. Um, Even though I knew, I knew I needed to leave, I knew that it was time. Um, It it was like, well, what, what do I... How do I, how am I going to do all these things? I've had this essentially um, almost the same job for the last 18 years um, and I don't know anything else. Um, and so it was just a lot of soul searching, a lot of praying, a lot of um, counseling, you know, wise counsel with my family and friends. Um, and I just remember this one day in particular, I was completely beside myself knowing I needed to make this decision, knowing I needed to make this statement if once the decision was formally made. And it brought me back to Jacob wrestling with God um, and having his hip wrenched and how painful that must have been. And in the moment that I was going through these, this thought process and this praying and, and just trying to figure out what this was going to look like, I remember it really felt physically painful. So like nothing was happening to me. Nobody was hurting me. <laughs> there was nothing crazy like that. But I just remember it was one of the most painful moments I had. And it was a moment of very visible, palpable disobedience. And God was not allowing it. So um, in that moment, I'm relying on the world. I'm thinking like, okay, you know. Um, I can stay, I can, I can just do this and do that. And, you know, I've got to have this insurance and I've got to have these benefits and I've got to have this other thing. And God was just not like, no, no, you've got to let go of that so that I can elevate you so that I can put you where I need you to be. Um, he had sent several signs before this and, in in you know, obvious ones, but not so obvious ones. And I remember this one day probably a few weeks before I made the decision, I was walking because, you know, the weather in Ohio is never the same. So I can't tell you how long before it was because it probably was spring-like weather in the middle of the winter, which (laughs) we had this past year. So um, I was like, I was walking outside, so maybe it was earlier. No, it was probably fall or, or, um, you know, early winter. And I was walking around my neighborhood, um, just on a leisurely walk. And there was this bird, um, that was kind of going along with me. Now, you know, birds usually go away if you're there, they're, they're afraid of us. I kind of don't like them. (laughs) So usually I stay away from them. 
And this bird was going along and the path I was walking and it was like far enough away that I couldn't touch it or it couldn't come near me or anything, but it was keeping completely in pace with me. So I would walk some and it would, it would fly a little bit and then it would stop. And then, you know, it would like kind of look at me and then it would keep walking along and then it would fly and then it would stop and land and it would look at me and it was the oddest thing because typically birds are just kind of doing their own thing they really don't care as long as you don't bother them they don't bother you and it was very intense because I'm like this is there's something to this because I also usually when do you notice birds or you know sometimes we look but a lot of times we're just going about our business but I mean, this bird did this for a good five, 10 minutes. Like we're just walking and he's flying and then he stops and then he walks a little bit and then he flies and then he stops. And it reminded me of how God um, takes care of us. He takes care of the birds. So there's that obvious reference, right? He takes care of the birds and the flowers and the trees and they don't have to worry about where their next meal is coming from. But there was also this idea of, God helping this bird along. So the bird has the ability to natural ability to fly. But when the bird stopped, the bird was on solid ground and could walk along, you know, and then he could fly again and then he could walk along. And the reason this was so profound to me was that also around this time, maybe even a week or two before this, I had a dream that was similar where um, I would walk a little bit and I would get to the edge of a cliff and God would put his hand out. And I would walk along his hand and then I'd get to safely to the other side and I'd walk for a bit. And then every time I got to that edge where I'm like, oh, I don't know, he would put his hand out and I would walk a little bit. And so after those two things, the dream and then this this whole odd, odd um, interaction with this bird, um, then my women's pastor has this newsletter And so I have all the confirmation I need. I'm completely sure this is what I need and want to do. But it was just so hard. It was so hard to make that decision. It was so hard to hit send on the email. It was so hard to like put all of that time behind me that I had spent building my career and you know, being involved um, in, you know, with different people's lives and and patients allowing me in their lives and all of that was just, it was just very hard to imagine that not being a part of my everyday. Um, And so I finally made the decision, obviously, and and, and went ahead and and put in my resignation and worked out my 90 days. Um, And it's so funny because there's this freedom, there's this freedom, not necessarily the freedom we think of first of like, oh, I'm not working my, my regular job and I have all this time and I have all these things. It's more so a freedom of allowing God to decide for me, allowing God to order my steps and to clear that path and to walk along with me and to make decisions for me and orchestrate my life. Um, it is the biggest test of faith. It is the most um, amazing feeling, yet the most scary feeling, because you want so bad to rely on yourself and be able to say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, but you just can't. In this situation, you just can't. 
and walking away, not knowing what was coming, having kind of a, you know, a little idea of a job. I have things lined up that way, but just having it be something that is different, um, that is not anything like what I was doing that doesn't necessarily provide the things that my other job did. And that's not a bad thing. Um, because now I have the freedom to choose a lot of those things that I thought I absolutely needed and those things that I thought, you know, I couldn't live without. I have the freedom to choose them or not choose them and also decide what they look like and, you know, how things will be, you know, as I step further into entrepreneurship. And so, um, when I talk about obedience, I have a lot of things to say because it's just, not what I, what I thought was obedience is not at all what obedience was. I mean, there was elements of it, but in this season, I have experienced obedience in a way that I'll never forget that will change the way that I interact with God, interact with my family, interact with everybody. Um, but also interact with myself, you know, how I treat myself, how I talk to myself, how um, I build things for me and for those around me. Um, everything is affected by this big leap, this big, um, this big uh, leap of faith, as it were. Um, so I just wanted to really speak to that and talk about that as part of this pivot. It's one of the biggest parts um, I will be talking about in the next couple episodes about entrepreneurship and legacy, um, which are even bigger parts of um this whole leap. Um, but I hope this blessed you. I hope that it, it causes you to think. I always want you to think about what you're doing in your life and how things can change. And it doesn't mean that you need to leave your job. That may not be the thing you're being called to, but what is your purpose? You know, how are you defining it? How are you giving it space so that it can grow? Um, how are you, you know, planting those, um, you know, seeds in your life and and like letting God cultivate them and letting God help you to grow in ways that are different than what you're used to. Um, As always, take care of you. This has been Pivot and Bloom with Camila Marie, MD. If you loved what you heard in this episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever your podcast and leave a review on iTunes. Until next time. This has been the Single Well Podcast. For more information on what you just heard, please visit us on Facebook or Instagram at The Single Well, or you can email us at thesinglewell at gmail.com.